Welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Because you know what they say, don't you? Rugby League is magic. It was this weekend, wasn't it? It was. It was. You enjoying the uh, mini heat wave? No, sweating all the time. (laughs) I noticed you had long pants on for work this morning, which seemed to be a, a faux pas. No, not too bad, to be honest. Okay. The work pants, they're dead thin. Yeah, but you did say at one point that your undies were dripping. That's because I weed them. Oh, fair enough then. All right, Ralph Wiggum, calm down. Uh, Anyway, what else has been happening? Anything else this week? uh, Nothing too much, I don't think. Lost again in cricket, didn't we? Yeah, I've been trying to stay up watching the US Open on the telly. Well, the games start about <laughs> ten past two in the morning. There's no point. You might as well avoid them and watch them on Prime or whatever it's on. That's what I've tried to do. Yeah. But I've, I've tried to do that. Well, you had it on in the shop this morning, didn't you? I did. At, at work. Yeah. Um, And you were you were sort of sulking that Djokovic wasn't playing his best because he'd lost the first set 6-1. But then he sort of put that kid in his place, didn't yeah, he? Tamed him in the end, didn't <laughs> yeah. he? Oh, Novak. Yeah. I like Novak because nobody else does. No, I like him. I think he's quality. He's my fave. Yeah. Tell you what I do like more, rugby league. Again, this week. Again. Well, we've had a lot of negativity, and I think this week there was some fantastic games and a great event. And, you you know, 60,000 people at St. James's Park. Mm. Not an ounce of trouble. No, none that I saw. 12 different... Uh, lots of supporters. I just think, you know, again, it's one of those things that we don't make enough of. And I, and I think that's, you know, that credit credit to rugby league supporters, I think. Absolutely. You, you couldn't do that with any other sport, I don't think, could you? No, I don't you think mingle so. mingle 10, 12 sets of fans or whatever. Um, And I was very surprised that they had 60,000 over the two days because of the way that the, the attendances have been. Um, for Super League in general, since you know, come out of lockdown, it's not been very good, has it? So no, that's very true, and I'd never really thought of it that way either, to be honest. But you're quite right. I was quite surprised they got sixty thousand. I think that's good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, and if people start feeling more comfortable, you know, from next season coming out and being in large crowds, then surely the only way is up. Yeah, as uh, Yaz said, what she. Was it Yaz or Yazoo? Yaz. Yaz. Yazoo. No. What's your cut-off point? <laughs> Yaz. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have been on Blockbusters. I wouldn't have said it on Blockbusters. Okay. Well, where do you want to start? Well, probably with the opening game. Okay. Seems a good place to uh, to start. Um, that was Castleford and Salford, wasn't it? It was. Castleford 29, a Salford 18. Decent opening. Yeah. And proof of what we've said over the last few weeks, um, which good news for Cass is that Paul McShane's injury 
isn't as bad as first feared. No, because he makes we we. I mean, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? About the the importance of Paul McShane at Castleford because he he, he is the face of Castleford and. Um, again, in this game, when he was, you know, when he was on the the, the opening two or three tries, he had a hand in. I think he got, he, well, he got the first. He scored he? the first, and then set the second one up. And then he gave the ball. I know it was Holmes mm. did all the work himself, but it was McShane that went to the blind side and, and give it him. Very clever player. Very, very clever player. Would slot into any Super League team. I tell you, I do think he's a really good player as well. And that's Peter Matautia. Yeah, Jordan, was he playing six? This I think they had Turner and Matautia at six and seven. I think. Yeah, and I think that's a. I I think that's probably well at the minute looks like the signing of the season for next season for Warrington. That so far because I think he's. I think he'll be a big miss for Castleford, and I think he's a really. Um, he can he he can run with the ball. He's got a good rugby brain. Yeah, um, he's solid defensively. I think I, I think he's a really really good player. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and um, I think the same probably said for Jordan Turner this season as well. He's had an excellent season. Yeah, um, but Peter Matautier is is a real real coup for Warrington. He's a handful season. for any team, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's one of the key players, isn't he? And I'm sure that. Every every team, whatever team they're coming up against, um, on, on whatever week, uh, he's a main focus point in the video review for opposition teams. I would have thought. Mm, good point. Yeah, and that's right. Salford worked hard, but never quite hit the heights to be able to get over the line. I don't think. No, they they, they are playing a little bit better. I I just think they look a bit clueless on the opposition's line. Twenty yards and in. That sort of range, I don't think they look very good, and they don't look dangerous. Looks a bit slow and predictable, and um, I think there's a few teams like that. To I, be yeah, I think you're right. Maybe being harsh on well, not being harsh on Salford, but I don't want to feel like I'm just singling them out. But that's just how how I saw it, really. Even at the top end of the table, I think there's a few teams like that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think Saints are the most creative. Certainly, Wigan have struggled. Yeah, uh, in the opposition twenty. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they're on their own. Oh, no, they're not on their own. And I think there's better teams than Salford that struggle. They're not on their own, but when you are conceding 20-odd points every week... Yeah, that's the difference. You've got yeah. to be. Yeah, that's the You difference. have to make up for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the difference. If it? they could defend, if they defended better, they'd probably win a lot of games. Because yeah. it's not like they don't score points, I don't think. Um, so if they could defend a lot better, they would probably... You'd probably be pushing for top six. Yeah, that's right. And then, um, then we came to the um, the creme de la creme of the games, I suppose, with two golden point efforts. And the first one uh, was a, an incredible sight to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I mean, sorry, this is Saints thirty, Catalan Dragons thirty-one. Yeah. Um... And you know it's usually Saints doing that to other teams, isn't it? But uh, they got they got outsainted. They did get outsainted, um, and you know Catalan just just hanging in there. And I mean, what they get three tries in seven minutes, and yet Saints were so dominant for sixty five, seventy minutes. Unbelievable scenes. How I mean, the, the big thing in this, obviously, that the, the comeback's the big thing. But the bigger thing, if you like, is that. 
Catalan securing the league leader's shield. Yeah, massive. For the first time. Massive um, for rugby league and massive for, for French rugby league. I was just going to ask you the question, how how big a deal is it for Catalan to win the league leader's shield? I think it's huge. I think it's huge. Obviously, uh, it'll be a much bigger prize at stake if they can go to the grand final. But how big is it that well, they've won the league a, leader's shield uh, and they've won the Challenge Cup? Yeah, I think that's a debate, isn't it, that we've had before that the league leader should mean more because really, at the end of the day, if they lose the the playoff game that's it and it means nothing really when they've been the most consistent team throughout the year and that should re- really what that should do for French Rugby League is is massive yeah Um. you know and especially with Toulouse coming up or, or you know more than likely not you know coming up yeah Um. I mean they've been building on crowds haven't they for, for years and the players that they get in is 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 getting the caliber of players they're getting in is better as well. They're also developing a lot of young French lads as well, which is huge. And you know, winning trophies just helps that, doesn't it? Because it does. people pay attention. Yeah, it does. Wouldn't you like to see um, Catalan versus Toulouse at Magic next week, next year? Oh, that'd be amazing. Especially if they took it to France. Because Can you imagine. Yeah, but well, you wouldn't get to see that game as a rule elsewhere in the league, would you? So the only chance you would get to see that game live was if they put it on at Magic. Yeah, which, if if Toulouse are to come up, you would think that's just an instant Magic weekend fixture. Mm. Um, you know, I don't think they will take it to France because I don't think numbers would be great, will they? But no. it, I think everybody would, would go and watch that. Yeah, I agree. Just on, on this game itself, I mean, at 30-12 with... Less than ten minutes to go, you would assume the way that Saints have defended all year that that would be game over and the doors would be shut. I mean, how do you assess those last those last mad ten minutes? Is it is it fantastic Catalan's effort and win? Is it poor game management from Saints? How do you how how did you read it? I think because of the way that Saints have been, it's probably just poor game management from Saints and them just thinking that the job was done and taking the foot off the gas. And I don't really want to take any way, anything away from Catalan because it's still a spectacular effort that they put in, you know, to do that. But some of the tries that were conceded, I don't think Saints would have conceded if it was in the first half, let's say, mm. or in another game. Do you mean when the when the defence is out-jumped by a 22-stone prop or something? Yeah. yeah, when there's three or four Saints players around the ball and they all miss it and it just lands in Cassiano's hands. <laughs> yeah. the, the only thing I would say on that is once that happens and it goes to golden point, I thought, at that point, I thought, there's only one winner in this game. Yeah. You're looking at the personnel on show that who's going to perhaps grab that... that that drop goal. I mean, we've seen Tommy Makinson. I mean, he's only hit, what one drop goal in his career uh, in the 2019 Grand Final against Salford. Obviously, struck it sweetly in the in last year's Grand Final and hit the post, which led to the you know the spectacular finish in that Grand Final. Absolutely spooned this one and ended up in the corner flag or something. Mm. Didn't he? Coot had a go. Looked like it went over, but missed. I'm surprised what? they didn't let Lewis Dodd have a go. I thought he would have been more the obvious choice, the cool head under that. I think he, he could have been the one that slotted it over because 
Then when it went to Maloney, he was under a fair bit of pressure and, a, and, a, and a, not an easy angle for his drop goal effort. No. Um, you know, it really was a good drop goal at the end. Yeah, no. And that's just the sort of player that he, he is and has been all season. And and that was after a, a lengthy stoppage as well, wasn't it? And Yes. Um, Sammy Sonia Lange got yeah, I think wiped it, out, I think, didn't he, by Agnesius Parsi. Who I think has got two-game... Two-game ban. Two-game ban. But, Never um, quite sure the discipline of it. Two no, games. I think it was two games. Do you, do you know how it works? <laughs> no, sure someone will tell us. Um, but no, I. But you know, the good news was that Catalan posted a picture later on of, of Sammy Sony Lange on the plane going home, and he was all smiles and thumbs up. So that was nice to see. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm just never sure the disciplinary. When I was saying, how, do you know how it worked? I was never really say about. We've said before about a trip last week getting. Two, two matches for Liam Watts. Yeah, and then then this one was a wipeout. Gets mm. two matches. Well, they, they never. I don't. I don't ever remember them showing a replay of this tackle. Which so, which made it which made it look. And I must admit, I missed the tackle. I didn't see it. Yeah. So when you only have that one angle, that is like the broadcast angle, isn't it? Where it's sort of zoomed yeah. out. You can't really tell where the contact is. No, I actually missed the. T- I actually missed that 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 part of the match, that tackle. Yeah. So and then I didn't obviously didn't see it again. Then I mean, I imagine the disciplinary has different angles of that and yeah. are able to make a, a judgment, a judgment off on more that. than that one angle. Yeah. But well, I mean, well done to Catalans and and congratulations on the the league leaders' shield. And that's uh, absolutely a, f- a fantastic achievement. Again, um, not just for Catalan but for rugby league as a whole. Definitely. So uh, well done, well done. Um, and then another golden point: Leeds twenty five, Hull twenty four. I think that just about kills off Hull's playoff hopes, I would think. I would have thought so. I mean, I wrote it down here. I have no idea whether they can still actually do it or not because I just can't be... I just can't work out the Well, percentage. they certainly need to win the last the last two matches. Yeah. And then, in addition to that, probably need Leeds to lose, Castleford to lose... Hull okay, uh, To lose... Not to lose France. Yeah. Like, but, yeah... To lose I, or not to lose? I, I, that is the question, and I think the, the the answer is no. They're not making the playoffs. No, I which, don't think so either. They've, I mean, <laughs> which, to be honest with you, I find absolutely incredible after the way they were looking over the first half dozen games. That's how they've been for the last ten years, though, isn't it? Yeah, they but, start off amazing, and they think, "Wow, these are genuine title contenders," and then all of a sudden, it goes tits up. Well, I know we've said that before about Hull this this season, but even when they weren't playing well at the beginning, they were winning games. And Brett Hodgson was like, oh, "I'm not. We're winning, but I'm not happy. We've got a lot of work to do." And he was sending out all the right noises. And now I wonder, from a uh, an FC supporter's point of view, how they are now viewing Brett Hodgson. I mean, I've not seen anything bad said about Brett Hodgson. I don't. I haven't personally. I don't, so I don't know what the, the general feeling is amongst um, Hull fans, FC fans. I just feel he's lost his way a little bit, to be quite honest. Maybe. I mean, and I might be being harsh, and possibly, but you know, it is his first coaching gig, isn't it? 
Um, I'm not even sure he's been an assistant, has he? But if Hull, no, but if Hull were your team, yeah, would you be saying, well, it's his first job, and or would you be going like, no, I'm sorry, we've not even reached the playoffs? No, no, sorry. The point I was going to make on that is, you know, throughout, you, you might be able to come in and have an instant impact. It's being able to do it week after week after week, isn't it? Yeah, that's the 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 trick to it. Yeah. You know, is he running out of ideas already? I don't, I don't know. know. Nicola, who sends us lots of messages on Twitter, mm. I'm sure she'll be able to fill us in on the um, on the feelings of FC fans, won't she? Definitely. Because I think she listened to this. She said while she was running. Yeah. So at this point, she's probably running really angry and running dead fast at this moment. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you do when you hear something really, when you hear something that like really winds you up, you just like run dead fast, don't you? Yeah. For about 10 yards and then I'm out of puff. Yeah. Unless you've got your slippers on. And you run faster than your slippers. Uh, but yeah, so I'm sure we'll get some feedback on that from uh, uh, from some Hull fans because I would I would genuinely like to know what the feeling is around uh, around yeah because around not, West Hull I've not seen anything no. about you know uh, Hodge how the field towards Hodge no, so. I would like to know yeah I would as well now on, on this I, I think uh, Harry Newman looks to impress week by week to me yeah I. I I agree. I think he's an excellent young centre. Um, I did think the try that he scored, I thought it was just really soft defence from Hull, but, you know, credit to him. And I just think he's an excellent young player. Um, and the heights that he could reach in the game are, well, there's no ceiling on it, I don't think, at the minute. No. No, really exciting. That's great. Um, Cruz Lehman, first drop goal of his career. <laughs> yeah. To... to um, to win it. He's turned into a decent standoff here, hasn't he? Yeah. Done well. Yeah. And one thing that I do keep hearing or keep reading about that doesn't seem to go in away is Sneed to Castleford for next year. Have you have you read any have you read that? No, I don't think I have seen that now. Mm. Um about a um a player swap, etc. and Sneed on his way back to Castleford. That'd be interesting. Seem, I mean, I quite I've read li- quite a lot. It doesn't seem to be going away. That rumor. That's all. I quite like Mark Sneed, but he's one of them. What's his level? Because he doesn't. He's a kicking and a, he's a kicker and an organizer, isn't he? I mean, he almost banged the drop the drop goal over to win Golden Point from about sixty yards. I mean, if you go into to Golden Point and you're saying that Mark Sneed's on the pitch, you would probably have put money on him. Scoring the winning drop goal, wouldn't you? To get in a good position. Yeah. yeah. Um, but his I, attempt was about 40, 45 yards out yeah. or something, wasn't it? And, so. and you're right. He does really well what he does. Yeah. But he, he's not a he's not a half-back that takes the line on, is he? He's Not very often. He's a, he's a kicker and an organiser, and he's... Um, for some reason, I had Matty Smith in my mind then for some reason, but it's like a massive upgrade on Matty Smith, obviously. He reminds me of um, Luke Walsh at St. Helens had a, a few a years kick, ago. A, a, a kicking game. Yeah. Like that. Um, is, I, he as good, is he as good as Luke Gale, do you think? <laughs> no. If you, had to pick, if you had to pick one, would you pick Sneed or Gale? Now? Hmm. I don't know. That's a tough question. Because I'm not question. quite sure what's happened to Gale at the minute, what's happening... No, the, the Leeds move doesn't seem to have worked out quite well, does it? No. You know, if you dropped... Let's say you dropped both of them 
into Catalan or St. Helens. Which one does better? You know, Mark's knee with his organising, his kicking, and then say he's got Johnny Lowe, Mark's running off him. Oh, he's got... Whereas the other side might be better because you've got Maloney that does a lot more organising for the Catalans. Yeah. Where they might need a runner or a bit more free-thinking, like Gail, for example. So, yeah, horses for courses, yeah. So, I I don't know, maybe just... I'm not saying that Hull should now base their team around Mark's need. I'm just saying, does he fit very well into this Hull side? Well, they won't do if he's not there. (laughs) Well, no, but... that I but will think, he go well at Cass because he'll have like Jake Truman running off him, mm. who is a more of a runner, and he's been there before. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that just about uh, puts Leeds in the playoff, doesn't it? I, yeah, I think that pretty much secures them. Although they've got to go to St Helens this week. Yeah, I think it might come down to the last game for Leeds, and I'm yeah. not quite sure who they've got. No, but um, I think they're almost there. Yeah. Just, just because the other teams play each other underneath as well. Yeah. So. I, um, I was just trying to see then really quick who Leeds have in their final fixture. Okay, well, while you're doing that, I shall move on to... Hull KR. Ah. Which could be very interesting. Well, Hull, well, it, that's simple for Hull KR. If they win both their games that are left, they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Simple equation for for Hulk KR that yeah. So I don't know because I can't work out the points percentage. I haven't got the brain capacity to do that. No, you only count in twos. Exactly. So exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's move on to day two, uh, which opened up with Huddersfield eighteen, Wakefield thirty two, Wakefield four out of five wins now for Willie Poaching. Does he get that job full-time? And do you know who they play this week? No. Lee. So you would think that'd be five from six. six. Got some serious thinking to do at Wakefield, haven't they? <laughs> Definitely. Would you give it him? Do you th- what do you think? Um, I think you have to. Hmm. Or is it a bit like, well, we didn't really want him, a bit like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Well, he's <laughs> done really well, so we have to give him the job. Yeah, but I do think that he's got a lot more about him, Willie Poaching. I think he's. I read quotes from people this week uh, from ex-players saying how well they rated him as a coach when he was when he's assistant and things. So um, I think it's a good a good progression for Wakefield to give him the job um, stepping up from assistant. Yeah, and I don't think there's many. Names about is there? No, and he served his time as assistant, hasn't he? At, at places, so I, I think, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think he's, I think he's ready, and I think they could do a, a lot worse, to be honest. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he, he, like you say, it's he can't do much better, can he? Well, wasn't he at Leeds? Wasn't he the academy at Leeds? Wasn't he the academy coach at Leeds? He, I think he might have had been, it, yeah. yeah, and I like that in coaches where. They've what I'd call done their time in the trenches, mm. and they've learned how to coach and different levels and things like that. And I think that's maybe the opposite to say Brett Hodgson, yeah, who has been a player and then they said, okay, well now I want to be a coach. And you know, I think Kieran Cunningham was possibly the same, although he did a bit of assistance. But 
I think that that sort of person, whereas I think Willie Poaching has spent the last sort of five or six years gearing up to be a head coach. And I think it's a and I do think it's a big difference when you're talking about coaching. Absolutely. You've got to take time to learn the trade and get as much experience and knowledge as you can in something like that, can't you? Absolutely. But, yeah. You know, like you say, they play Lee this week and then their final game of the season they play they're at home to Hull. So FC. So I think I two, think that's two very winnable games the way they've been going. And if it is and they do come up with two two games there isn't really a choice, is there? No, not really. You, you can't do much more there, can you? No. No. I suppose from his point of view, if they didn't give him the job, they're looking at other clubs that are ready for changing of coaches. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe even Wigan in particular. Well, you never know. Lamsley. No, you don't know. You don't know. But yeah, good luck to him. He's done. You know, he's done really well and a good start to his head coaching career. So absolutely, congratulations. And I, and I think as well, you know, with no disrespect to Wakefield, again, if you're doing that sort of thing with Wakefield, that's a hell of a start after the season that they've had as well. Yeah. So well done. And I would say another win, um, another quality finish from Tom Johnston. He, he he's he's one of the best two, if not the best finisher in the league, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the finishes that he does are absolutely yeah. spectacular. There always seems to be a debate between him and Makinson, but he's um, he's one fantastic finisher. Absolutely, he is. Absolutely, um, you know. But, but I just the, just Huddersfield are just they've been poor, haven't they? Very, very poor. You know. A, I like to bring up that you predicted him to finish second. Bottom. Was it though? <laughs> yeah. As much as I can. But uh, to be honest, uh, my wet paper towel defence um, of the week award is coming out early and it's going to Huddersfield. Oh, okay. Because I just thought the the manner in some of the tries that they were conceded were just appalling. Well, I've gone to the NRL for mine this week, so I'll wait. I like to mix mine up. Yeah, I'm just saying. But just just the uh, the 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 tries that they conceded were just awful. The, Easy, the weren't Tanganoa they? ones. Yeah. The Tanganoa one was just rubbish. Um, yeah. just, Easy. I tell you what was a comical try though uh, that Huddersfield actually scored was from Josh Jones. Oh, where God. Wakefield. Attempted then to carry him back five yards over the line yeah. to hold him up, but then didn't bother holding him up. And he just flopped to the floor. <laughs> and he just flopped to the floor with the ball underneath him and grounded yeah. it. Yeah. I thought that was quite comical. <laughs> he just drops to the floor. They're they like, oh, we'll hold him up, push him back. Ten. Hold him up, hold oh, him up, oh, hold no. him up. Oh, always oh, let him go. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really soft. I thought you had him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't, I was on top Yeah. Anyway Second game of Magic Weekend uh, Wigan 6, Warrington 10 Another defeat for the Warriors Very different game to what we saw the rest of the weekend as well Very Um, uh, Heavy on defence Although you wouldn't have thought so After the start that Warrington got after 50 seconds When Thewlis scored Yeah From a uh, what can only term a hopeless kick from Gareth Widdett? Just a nothing kick. 
and just got a wicked bounce. And I, I like the way on the commentator they go, and he's huge. Thewlis knew where that ball was going to bounce, and I'm like, did he though? Yeah. <laughs> like, why say that? Nobody knows. <laughs> anyway, as Steve-O would say, never let the, the rugby, rugby ball bounce. The rugby league football bounce, yeah. Soz. It's all right. Yeah, you're right, though. Um, but we have to talk about um, the second try, don't we? For Warrington. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what did you make of uh, that one and the celebration? Well, obviously, George Williams goes himself, done in, and manages to get over and gives it a little... Uh, Cup round the air, doesn't it? How do you? I mean, rugby, football, anything. You know, when teams, when somebody scores against their former club, mm. and then they sort of brush everybody else off, don't they, and like hang their head in shame because they've scored. Like, uh, uh, what, what's your view on it? Um, I suppose. I mean, nine times out of ten, I'm thinking just celebrate. But obviously, if it's something you know, a long-standing player, and they've not really wanted to go or. Then, then you can understand it a little bit, but like, well, considering they were supposed to have first option to get him back, well, I it read, never came off. There was something released from uh, the fans forum that happened at Wigan uh, a few weeks ago. They released sort of like the details of it, and I think Chris Radlinski basically said that you know they they did everything they could, and George Williams just sort of rang him up and went, "Yeah, I feel like I need a different challenge." So. Basically, I think what he was saying was Warrington offered like double the amount of money. <laughs> but, you know, if Wigan fans are giving him stick from behind the sticks all game, well, it was quite early on, but if they've been giving him loads of stick online and from the start of the match, like, and you go over and score. You've got to be able to take it. Exactly. You? Yeah. My favourite one ever, celebration against the old team, was a football one. Oh, and I know what you're going to say. That, that Emmanuel Adebayor. Amazing. Where for, uh, he scored against Arsenal, didn't he? Camp yeah, Root for was City. Was it for City? Yeah. And he scored against Arsenal and ran 100 yards, didn't he, to slide on his knees in front of the Arsenal fans. And all you could see is like lighters and coins <laughs> being lobbed on the pitch. <laughs> they were going ballistic. That was me. That was my favourite one. Yeah, I like that one. That's a classic, that. You know? Yeah. George Williams was like just like mild in comparison to that, wasn't he? Well, try celebrations out a big thing in rugby, Addy. But you know, if you like, you say if you're giving it out, you're gonna be able to take it back. Should they be? Should they be what? Well, should we have some, should we have more celebrations for tries? No, I'm not having this football nonsense. <laughs> Taking your shirt, It'd take them half an hour to get the shirt. Yeah, off, they won't wouldn't be it? able to do that and whiz it round the red. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm not into that. I'm a. I like the old fist pump. You know. Scream, come on, type thing. Right. Not Don't like put... some sort of choreographed NRL. Yeah. Not NRL, uh, NFL. Yeah, I'm not having this. Let's all do a conga and. Yeah. And yeah. like where they bowl a bowling ball and they all, all the players fall over or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should start doing that. Maybe. They did it in State of Origin. Yeah. The hand grenade. Yeah. Brian Fletcher. I like it. No, I'm not having. Okay. No, I'm not having it. Fair enough. Um, and then, uh, just on that, that then certainly um, secures third for Warrington and keeps him in the hunt for second, depending on uh, what what Saints do over the last two matches, doesn't it? Yeah, I think Saints only really need one win, don't they? And I think yeah. they play, uh, looking at that, Leeds, Leeds this week and then Salford the week after. So yeah. even if they lose to Leeds, which I'm not sure that they will, 
Um, especially in the manner that they've lost this week. Yeah. This should beat Salford, shouldn't they? I yeah. think one, two, and three is, well, one's definitely secure. I think two and three are, are, are pretty nailed on. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And then to finish off, uh, Lee six, Hull Kingston Rovers 44. I mean, it's it definitely wasn't a magic weekend for Lee. It's not been a magic season, has it? But No, right. I, I'm when I've thought about this now, I'm really annoyed with Lee. Right, you were feeling sorry for him no, last I, week. I don't feel sorry for him. You were any, last any, week, yeah, but not anymore. That's how quickly this tide turns. <laughs> <laughs> this, do you know why? Right, because it's ten six at half time, mm-hmm. and they're winning. Right, so it's ten six. Well, they're not winning. No, sorry, they were winning. They were scored first, yeah. didn't they? They were winning, and then it's only ten six at half time. That's, yeah. that's what I meant. Right. So it's now thirty four nil in the second half, mm-hmm. and we said last week that they'd played a lot of games for for fifty, sixty minutes. Well, are they professional? I think so. They, they haven't been working all day and then go and train twice a week, have they? No. So, no. so why why did they consistently drop off for the last 20 or 30 minutes? That's why I'm annoyed at them, because that when I've thought about it, I'm thinking, you're full-time professionals. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know the answer. It's a good question. But, you know, you, you, you've said it all season that they've only played 60 minutes. The one time they played for 80, they beat Salford. Yeah. Yeah, and... I just can't wrap my head round why they only seem to have enough in the tank for for sixty minutes or so. That, that's what I don't understand. No, I don't. That's what I understand. Is there a conditioning problem? Is is it that they've just soaked up so many tackles that they can hold on for so long, but not? You know, well, in that case, yeah. if that's the case, are they not then looking after the ball properly in the first forty minutes, where they're having to make more tackles? Do you know what I mean? What's what's the root cause? Apart from the fact that they weren't really ready to come in the league and therefore haven't got as good of players as other, as other teams, mm. but they've been competing. So what's the what's the difference week on week on week? It's not a one-off. No. So yeah, they have annoyed me actually. <laughs> that tide did turn very quick, didn't it? It did. Do you know what? I think it's that jacket, you know, that leopard one. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what's turned the tide. <laughs> I really do. Uh, but you're right in terms of this game. They go six. No, and it, and it you, seriously. Stay on the jacket a minute. Right. Uh, did that annoy you? I mean, I've seen worse fashion faux pas, but... Name one. What? Name one. Um, you only have to look at some of these footballers or basketballers or something, don't you? What, beige tracksuit? I mean, what are you talking? <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, uh, just finally in that game, uh, Ben Crook setting up Joe Keys, who looks like he's going to yes. leave at the end of the season and got his first and only try. On debut. Yeah. So uh, that, yeah, was, no, that, that was, was a nice little moment. That was it? nice to see. Um, the, the other I really liked was the Takarangi try. Mikey Lewis, you know, running about all over the place, ended up giving it to Hall. He cut back inside. He threw a, a little dummy and... Then offload to Takarangi, it was just a great off the cuff try. Yeah. Um and then the other one, 
Um, I mean, let's be honest, Lee could win wet paper towel defence of the week every week. Uh, but the Matt Parcel try, I've just never, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it defensively. No. Crawling I, I, over on his knees from about five yards out. And that's the point that I'm making. In the first half, that doesn't happen. No. I'm not having that the defence is that tired for full-time players that they've allowed that to happen. I've, I honestly just couldn't really believe what I was watching. It really shocked me at how bad it was. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a try so soft. Apart from the Josh Jones one we just mentioned. <laughs> no, that was this was bad. This was really bad. Yeah. Not anyway. having it. So that just about wraps up Magic Weekend, doesn't it? And it was brilliant. It was. It was a very good Magic Weekend. We- and probably the best Magic Weekend there's been for a long time. Ah, but as a little feature this week, we're going to have a we're going to have a, a ten best Magic Weekend games. Yes, you've come up with some games, haven't you? I have not including this weekend. No, this is just before. Okay, I've done it before, so because there might be one or two games there that made that list. It could have been, but if you're doing it, if you're doing the list before this weekend's Magic, that's what you get. Okay, there you go. Fair enough. So it's time for this. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. That's right, it's Bobby's Stats of the Week time and we're pleased to say he's on the other end of the phone. Bobby, how are you? Hello. <laughs> good evening. You okay? Yes. Uh, good. Good week? Uh, not too bad. Um, any good nights out to tell us about this week? Uh, I had one. Probably won't do it again. Why? Yeah. What did you do? Uh, I went out and had a few drinks, but I'm starting to suddenly realise I'm not 18 anymore. Right. <laughs> what? What happened? Anything? Anything of note? If you're referring to the fact that I was sick out of my window, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh. Briot Six again said that he had a massive hangover that was made worse by uh, roadworks and diggers and hammers outside his window the following morning. But to be honest, oh. I think you've topped him. Yeah, <laughs> I think you've I think you've won the uh, drunk of the week award. I think Bobby was woken up by the seagulls pecking at his sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, I, I can't get that picked up. Image out of my head now. Uh, have we any stats this week, Bobby? Yes, we have eight this week. How many? Eight. Right, okay. Let's get on with them then. Okay, they're all quite short anyway. There's not any really big ones to okay. sort of go on about. Uh, so we will we'll start in Super League this week. Um, and... Obviously, it was Magic Weekend this this uh, this last weekend, this last round of fixtures. Uh, there were only four players in this year's Magic Weekend that have featured since it began back in 2007. Okay, and they were? Uh, James Roby, Ryan Hall, Jordan Turner and Kevin Brown. Oh, Roby and Brown have only missed one Magic Weekend since it began. 
I wouldn't have thought Jordan. Uh, Jordan it was around then. a surprise, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, good one. I like that one. Bench for Salford. I hope we've not peaked on uh, stat one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's go. Number two. Uh, the Catalans Dragons became the first team to score four plus tries past St. Helens this season. Ooh. And what a fashion it was in. Yeah, interesting. Yep, good one again. And the Huddersfield Giants and the Castleford Tigers actually hold the best records at Magic Weekend with nine wins each at the event. Huddersfield? Yeah. Mind you, I suppose during those teen, those late late tens or early teens, if you like, they were um, competing for League Leaders Shield and things, weren't they? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Surprising, though. I remember they beat Hull one year. Was it about 50 points to two or something like that? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Anyway. Yeah, it was something like that. Okay, number four. Uh, so, Callum, actually, you're the uh, you're the bit of a inspiration behind this next stat they because you asked me a question this week. <laughs> Callum's never been called an inspiration before. I have now. Get used to it, you... baby. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on then, Inspi. What's next? You actually asked me a question this week of how do you make an NRL finals by qualifying on a minus point difference. So I had a little bit of a look into it, and there's actually only been seven occasions. Oh. Oh, sorry, Bobby, we just lost you a bit there. Uh, what were you saying about me being an inspiration then? <laughs> <laughs> I said you were the inspiration behind this next stat. Okay. Um, you asked me a question earlier in the week of, how do you make an NRL finals on a minus points difference? Yeah. So I did a bit of digging, a bit of research, and it turns out there's actually only been seven occasions since 1998 where the top eight have all been on a plus points difference. Really? Mm. Mm. Seems, uh, it just doesn't seem right, does it? No, I mean, the Knights qualify with minus 143. It just doesn't seem like... It's like, oh, well done for extending your season for an extra week. <laughs> uh, was that the start, Bobby? Sorry. Uh, yes, it was. Okay. Uh, you actually you actually stole my next little bit to that, actually, which was that the Knights have actually qualified with the highest amounts of minus points difference of 100, minus 143. Incredible. Mm. Or lowest, whichever way you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay, next one. What number are we on now? Uh, number five, I think. Okay, let's go then. Uh, sticking with the playoffs, uh, the Gold Coast Titans, uh, 10 wins and 14 losses, is the worst record in Australian first-grade history to qualify for the playoffs. Wow. Wow. And yet now they could go on and win it. I mean, they probably won't, but they could do. Yeah. It just doesn't seem right, does it? No, it says a lot about the top end, I think, that, that they've only lost... Two, two, and three. I think the top three. Yeah, something like that. I think yeah. that, that, that obviously has an effect then lower down, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the Manly Sea Eagles uh, have finished the regular season with the worst completion percentage of any team in the NRL this year. Really? 
Mm. What is it? Uh, do you know what? I couldn't actually find it. Sorry, <laughs> I, I just I was I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. I just know it was the the the, the worst completion percentage. I like it when we ask him a follow up question that he don't know the answer to. <laughs> it makes me feel big and clever. The <laughs> next one. Uh, the next one is uh, Jason Saab has scored twenty three tries this season. However. He has only scored one try when Tom Trevojevic hasn't played. Wow. Just goes to show the, the link-up play that yeah. he has between the middle and the edges, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Incredible. Amazing. Which means he, he didn't play for like nine matches, did he? Towards the start of the season. He's only played 15 games this season, I think. So it's like 10 he's not played in or whatever. Or mm. like that. So all his tries have come from about 15 games then. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, the last stat, and it, it stays with Tom Trevojevic, uh, he has become the first player since 1954 to score five hat-tricks in a season. And yet he's only played 15 games. It's incredible, isn't he'd, it? He'd have been fit all season. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible Absolutely. season. He's on a different planet. Yeah. I think I was talking about it this week, and I know obviously we've said on the on the podcast before, you know, how many tries would, you know, Alex Johnson have scored and he stayed fit for, you know, two or three games, but Trevojevic is on 25 tries, only two behind him, and he's missed nine games, so amazing. you've got a question, how many would he score as well? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely amazing. So, well, thank you for those, Bobby. That's uh, some in- some really interesting ones this week. I think you've upped your game again this week. Yes. Thank you. Well done. Eight stats, well... Yeah. Well yeah, don't expand that every week. No, don't try not to biggie part up too much next yeah. week. <laughs> Maximum three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Bobby. We'll leave you to go and uh, wipe the remnants of last night's uh, night out up. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Thanks very have much. A, have a good rest of the show, guys. All right. Thank thanks, you Bobby. Bye bye. It's Bobby's stats of the week. Well, some you're right. He did up his game, didn't he? Eight mm. stats, and I liked some of them. Yeah, the Jordan done. Turner one surprised me. Played in the first Magic week, and that, was, they, that they, really did. Turn I didn't think he'd been around that long. Never did I. Never did I. For Salford, he said. Mm. Well, well, should we stay with Magic? Yes. Hit me with your list. Hit me with your magic stick. Yeah. Right, well, I've got ten. None from this weekend, because like I said, I've already done it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're in, uh, they are in a bit of an order, but you've got your own order in these. So, number ten, 2017, Wigan 24, Warrington 24. Um, Wigan got an 18-6 lead, and Liam Marshall got a hat-trick. And then... Um, Warrington edged ahead, and then Wigan got level. George Williams had a chance to get the two points, but missed the conversion, and it ended up in a draw because obviously it was pre golden point. Pre golden point, mm, yeah, very good. Okay, um, number nine, I've gone for, I've gone for Leeds thirty-four, Wakefield 
30. And that was in 2010. And that was up at Edinburgh. Um, Wakefield got a 28-10 lead. And it's funny because I looked at some of the, the, um, the scorers in these. And you know when you always think, oh, yeah, I remember them. And, you know, that sort of stuff. You know, Damien Blanche scoring for Wakefield. Yeah, I remember him, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ryan Hall got a couple back. And then just two minutes left on the clock, Keith Senior made a break. And Brent Webb set over, do you know who, for the match-winning score? Danny Baderas. Wow. Well, there's some names there, isn't there? I guess, well, that's why I'm, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to stick with Leeds on this one. 2011, it was Sunday's closing game on this one. 2011. Um, Bradford 28, Leeds 32. Um, Bradford led 28-10. And they still were leading 28-26. But two minutes left, Ben Jones-Bishop went down the wing, kicked through, was pulled back by Gareth Rayner. Mm. Decision went upstairs to Richard Silverwood and he gave a penalty try. Yes. Kick him, and it was, uh, it was TRY time. Yes, and I they, remember, yeah. Uh, and, and they got that. Um. So, can't quite controversial, I think. Um, the next one, two thousand and eight. I put this as number seven. Huddersfield thirty-four, Warrington thirty-six. Warrington staring a fifth straight Super League defeat, finding themselves twenty-two-six down at half time. Um, Luke Robinson had scored. Michael Lawrence had scored. Um, and then four tries in 18 minutes got them back in front and an individual effort from Lee Breers got Warrington the win. I'm going to 2011 for number six. St. Helens 16, Wigan 16. Oh, yes. That was back to Cardiff and it was a, it was a derby. Uh, they had all the uh, was that the one dabbles. where he had the he did it for the opening game of the season, two thousand eleven. Do you remember they did one for for the opening? They did. They kicked off the with season. one. I'm not sure, but they they did kick off with magic. It was this one? They did kick off there, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Wigan went into a sixteen nil lead. Um, Hoffman, Harrison Hansen, George Carmon. He was a good player, you know. Carmon. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, always. We- um, Hoffman? Yeah, Wigan fans talk glowingly about George Carmon. Yeah. Um, Saints had had about three or four tries disallowed, and then Wilkin, Pulatua, and Melly went over in the corner. Jamie Foster missed the kick to win it, and he pulled his conversion wide, and then both teams dropped, uh, tried to drop goals and missed them both. Tomkins for Wigan, and Kyle Eastmond for Saints, and left it at... 16 all. Mm. Um, That was number six, wasn't it? Yes. Okay, 2012 for number five. Huddersfield 34, Salford 38. 13 tries wow. in this game, which is great, isn't it? Mm. Um, Salford hadn't won in six Super League games, but two from... Joel Moon. Oh, yeah, Joel Moon. 
who wanted to go nearer home, didn't he, after leaving Salford? Yes, so he um, obviously ended up at, at Leeds because it was nearer to Sydney, wasn't it, than, yeah. than Salford? Everybody yeah. knows that. Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, Phil Vivas didn't know, did he, uh, when he was yeah. the coach at the time? Let's two, look at a map. Yeah, two close-range tries from Earl Crabtree put the Giants back in front and another Jody Broughton try and Adam Sidlow gave them that 38-34 lead. Giants could have won it, but the pass went astray and Salford managed to hang on for a 38-34 victory. Number four, 2013, Hull FC 22, Hull KR 16. This was in Manchester. This was at um, City's ground, wasn't it? Oh, City Etihad. of Manchester. Yeah, the Etihad, yeah. yeah. Um, Hull KR 10-6 up at the break. Rovers led by 10. Michael Dobson got a penalty and then they scored um, and then they looked like they were on it. And then Hull, Hull came back. Um, but again, it was really controversial. Tom Lynham scored, Kirk Yeeman scored. And then, do you know who had the chance to win it with the conversion for, for Hull? Daniel Holdsworth. Remember him? Played for yes. Salford as was well, I think, hooker? didn't he? Oh, uh, no. Sorry, I'm thinking of someone else. Yes, I, I know what you mean. Salford. Yeah. Um, anyway, he then missed it, and it's looked like a draw. And then he he put a high ball. Um, Chris Green dived on the ball, and despite replays showing he was offside, the try was given, and all won. Wow, I'm not quite sure how that would how that would work now. But number three, Wakefield twenty five, Catalans twenty four. Catalans were blowing them away at one point, 14-0. Um, Wakefield, Ben Jones-Bishop got a double, Michael Seo, um, And then, I completely forgot that he'd played for the Dragons because he had a chance to, to win it with a penalty and missed. Do you know who that was? No. Pat Richards. Oh, right, yeah, of course, yeah. I forgot he'd played for them. Yeah, no, yeah. And then... Clock ticking that. down. Jacob Miller banged over a drop goal from 50 metres out. Yes, the the one everybody talks about, isn't it? The drop goal. Yeah. Halfway drop goal. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Um, that was number three. And then number two, I've gone for another whole derby. And I wanted to balance the uh, the equation here for Rovers fans. Okay. So it's Hull FC 30, Hull KR 32. From 2012. Um, again, look at the tries here. Richard Horn, Willie Manu for Hull, uh, Craig Hall and Shannon McDonnell for the Robins. Um, and then uh, they were looking they were looking for it with uh, uh, Michael Dobson got a converted try and left them within two points uh, of the of the uh, of Hull. And then with only seconds remaining, you might remember this, David Hodgson got the ball on his own 30, beat two defenders and raced clear. Yes, I do remember David that. David Hodgson. Um, I do remember that. Do you know what I've gone for as number one? Ooh. It's from 2007. Yes. From Cardiff. Is it the Leeds-Bradford one? It is. Bradford 38, Leeds 42. Obviously... It was 13 tries for a start. Um, Brent Webb got a hat-trick for the Rhinos, but it was all about what happened in the last minute. Yeah. 
Bradford were winning 38-36. Steve Ganson gave a penalty for Leeds. Kevin Sinfield lined it up, let it go, and it hit the bar. And Jordan Tanzi followed up to touch down. But Tanzi was way in front of the kicker, wasn't he? Yes, he was a mile He was offside. mile offside. Didn't even go to the screen, did he? Didn't go to the screen. And Leeds nicked it 42-38. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that was a, so that was a classic, wasn't it? I've put that as the number one, probably for... Obviously, because it was so high scoring, but um, essentially for what happened at the end and the controversy. Yeah, no, it's incredible. <clears throat> so, good list. Very good list. Very well done. Thank you. Very well done. So, there you go. That's the, And then, I've no doubt that a couple of the games this weekend, in particular the Saints-Catalans ones, would probably um, feature highly in that list somewhere. Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah. But, uh, no, a very good list. Some brought back some... Some uh, forgotten memories there with and, that. And some forgotten names. Very, that's, why yeah. I, that's why I really enjoyed listening, uh, looking that up. Yeah, no, that was excellent. Well done. Uh, right, that brings us on to uh, the NRL, I think, doesn't it? It does. It and does. What I- is the <clears throat> final round of the regular fixtures? Because the, what they call the semi-finals, the playoffs start Yeah. Next this week, don't they? Yeah. So, do you mind if I start this one with a bit of a story? Okay, go well, for it. it's not it. a story because I want to concentrate on the bottom end of the playoffs here. Okay. Three teams in contention. Yep. The Sharks. Yep. Who are in pole position. Yep. The Raiders. Yep. And the Titans who are the outsiders. Yep. So, first of all, if the Sharks um, can win can win their game. Yeah. They're through. Yes. But what happens? Uh they lose to the Storm 16 points to 28 and the Storm take the minor premiership on points difference. Yeah, and they rested a few players as well, didn't they the Storm? Yeah. I think Munster's out with an injury, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, you don't need you don't need Munster when you've got Jerome Hughes either. No, um, but but the Nico Hines slotted in at six, didn't he? Um, looked a bit out of place, really. But Ryan Pappenhausen back to fullback, starting at fullback, and really looked back to his best. Where if you see space, he's in it. He was excellent, wasn't he? Yeah, you get that trick. I think yeah, in the end, absolutely just flying mullet, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Sharks blew it. But there's only 12 all at half time. They were well in it. Yeah, and I thought, I actually thought, I watched this one and I actually thought that they were actually going to pull ahead because of the changes that the Storm had made. And Bellamy had said he wasn't bothered about leaving players out because winning a minor premiership didn't guarantee you a grand final win. No. So no. I was quite, I thought, oh, okay, they, they might pull this one off. Mm. Um. But no, the, the Sharks have been poor all season, really. And when, you know, you want to leave your destiny in your own hands, don't you? So it was one that they had to win. But yeah. didn't they lose to the Bulldogs early on in the season? The Sharks? Yeah. I think they did, yeah, which is, it's cost them, hasn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the only, I think for me, really, the only shining light for the Sharks was Sione Katoa, the winger, and the two finishes that he had for both his tries were just excellent. Yeah. He yeah. is a he is a proper um, high flying 
finishing winger. Yeah. Excellent finishes. But apart from that, the, the, I mean, it's a new season next year, isn't it, for them? New coach and Craig Fitzgibbon. I think they've recruited quite well as well. So Teams always seem to turn it round very quickly in the NRL, don't they? Tend to. Yeah, they tend to. Um, you know, with recruitment and a bigger salary cap and things like that. Yeah, there's, there's one it, or two. It's more in line with, like, the NFL, isn't it? American football, where you can finish yeah. bottom, but then you can... Go and win it. Yeah, whereas yeah. here, you you know, with respect to Salford, you perhaps wouldn't expect them to go and finish in the top two next year, would you? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, but that left the door open for the Canberra Raiders. Mm. So the Sharks are still on 22 points and the Raiders are on 22 points. Now they have to play. Yep. And they play the Roosters. They do. So if they win this, they're in. They're in. Yep. Despite me for the last two months saying there's no way they'll make it. No. So did your prediction come true? Well, it did because they lost. (laughs) And they didn't just lost, they got thumped. Yeah. They got thumped by the Roosters 40 points to 16 yeah. Even with one of the roosters trying to knock the post down on one of his tries. Oh, God, yeah, it looked painful, that, didn't it? Yeah. But um, they started off quite well. I think they went 6-0 up, and then I think they give away an eight-point try um, when Ikevalu went in the corner. He missed the kick from out wide, so it did end up, you know, ended up costing six points. But then the, the I think Papa Lee went over, and it was 12-6, and then they just... Fell away after that. Crumbled, didn't they? But the season's on the line, and they were just awful. Unforgivable, that, really. Yeah. If you're a fan of the Raiders, and you're like, we need to win this game, and I know we, the Roosters have been winning. Well, you're jumping up and down because the, because the Sharks have lost. Yeah, exactly. Because you've got a miles worse point difference. Yeah, and you're going, look at this Roosters squad, look at what injuries they've got. This we is can it. take the. We need to take these. Now or never. And you concede 40 points. Just unforgivable, like you say. It was just embarrassing, really. Yeah. That's just like, oh, we're ready for Mad Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to play another week. No, that's exactly what it sort of smelled like. Just get through this 80 minutes and then we can just go on the lash on Monday. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. So they lost. So all of a sudden now, the Titans who needed the shark, uh, the Sharks to lose and needed the Raiders to lose, and now in with a shout. Yeah. And because of the Sharks losing by 12, what that means now is that the Titans have to beat the Warriors by more than 12 points Yeah, to get that eighth place. Mm-hmm. Titans 44, Warriors nil. Yeah, they did turn up, not like the other two. Justin Holbrook's Titans. And yet... I mean, I was saying to you earlier, wasn't there, that the, the Titans, whenever they've had pressure on them this season, they haven't turned up. Oh, they've, they've struggled to win two games on the trot, haven't they? Yeah, it was like that win-lose, win-lose thing that we said earlier on. But, boy, did they turn up this week. I think they couldn't have had a better game um, to play because the Warriors... Nothing to play for no, was, and had finished for the season. It, it was quite a poor end for the, the season, really, to the Warriors when... I would imagine they, they desperately wanted to get home as well. Yeah, but... I mean, I, and I get that. 
But just the way that they've sort of stayed over to keep the competition going for two years and then to end like that, just a bit. I know they're probably not that bothered, but just no. a bit of a dampener on it, really, wasn't it? Yeah, um, not for the Titans. No, not for the Titans, but I tell you, really looks good. Jaden Campbell, the young fullback. Have you seen the size of him? He's about three stone went through, isn't he? He doesn't look big enough to play. He doesn't look big enough to play in a community game of rugby league, never mind in the NRL. No, but what a talent. Yeah. What a talent. But he looks so thin. He is. That's because he is. He's stick-like. If he turned sideways, you'd, you wouldn't be able to see him. I, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how much he actually did. He, but he, I would imagine he's going to bulk up, isn't he, over... Would have thought so. I don't know how old he is, but he can only be eighteen or something, can't yeah. he? But but you're right. What a talent! Yeah, I think AJ. You know, if if they if they manage to beat the Roosters this week, it looks like AJ Brimson will be fit for the yeah. week after. So yeah, but he'll be one to keep an eye out on definitely for next season. But Justin Holbrook, uh, who has a great affinity with Super League, um, has turned that team round from winning four and losing twenty to get to making the top eight. Yeah, which is, I think just shows how good of a coach he is and everybody speaks highly of him, don't they? And, uh, you know, everybody's got time for him and they always say they feel like he's got time for them. So yeah. it's probably why he's such a good success as well, really. Yeah, so um, well but, done. Yeah, absolutely. Well done to Justin. Um, but the end of the game ended in a bit of a farce, didn't it? Jared Wallace got in the grill of Matt Lodge and then Kane Evans came running in and... The Warriors ended up actually finishing the game with 10 players, I think, didn't they? Yeah. They had 10 players on the field at one point anyway because Lodge and Evans got simbin. Kane Evans came running in, throwing punches. I've seen him throw a lot of punches. I don't think I've ever seen him land one. <laughs> he got his eyes closed. He, he might be it. six foot eight or something, but I think I would fancy my chances. He got his eyes closed and just swings his arms about. Yeah, I think he must do windmilling about the place or something. <laughs> I'm just going to do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and then Jared Wallace ended up in the bin as well, but I mean, they, to finish the game, it just a bit farcical, wasn't it, in the end, yeah. for the Warriors and the way that the season ended for them, that's what I mean by that, but credit to the Titans and sneaking in eighth place in the yeah. last game. Well done, yeah, and again, keeps them alive another week, so... And I think they might, they'll, they'll probably fancy the chances against the Roosters, but I think everybody does, but they just... They just keep finding a way of winning the Roosters, don't they, even with all the injuries that they've got. So I, I suppose the good thing for the Titans is they've nothing to lose. And if they get off to a good start, like they have done in some games mm. this year, mm. then you never know. Do you know what? It could have probably been a lot worse for the Titans as well, in terms of who they had to play in around that top four or five. Yeah. I think they've got a better... Personally, I think they've got a better chance against the Roosters than they would if they'd been playing the Eels. Yeah. I, I think that's the best chance... That the they'll have, yeah. you know, apart from the Knights, who they were never going to play because they finished seventh. Yeah, it's probably the best game they could have hoped for. I think. Yeah, on paper. So, so that'd be interesting. I think. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> uh, Broncos thirty-five, Knights twenty-two. Knights resting players because they're already assured of seventh. Yeah, but can't played, go up or down. Played Ponga, didn't he? And yeah, Pierce played as well. Yeah. Um, Alex Glenn played his final game as a, a Bronco. He's retired. Yep. He's only 33 now. 
he played was it about 280 games yeah he's like, like the, the fourth or fifth most cap bronco ever now yeah yeah um so you know good luck to him in the future but um the MILF show continued, didn't it? Well, I was going to say in the ne- in the in the the trilogy in the next round of films, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, we've now got farewell to the MILF, yeah, leaving the Broncos. So in in the in the third film of the series, uh, farewell to the MILF, farewell to the MILF. So he's going to the Bunnies next season. Yeah, he's cheeky drop goal to finish his Broncos cheeky, career. It was a cheeky drop goal. You're right, but. He's been let go from the Broncos because he said he's pretty much not been performing. And yet these last three weeks, he's been incredible. He's looked world class. Yeah. So if he goes to the Bunnies now, and everybody knows what Wayne Bennett can do to players, mm. how good is he going to be? Or will he be a world beat next could be, season? Could be the bargain of the season, couldn't it? Yeah. It's funny, though, because... It's like a weight's been lifted off his shoulders with this, I'm leaving the Broncos, I'm getting away. <sighs> right, I can just go and play now. Yeah. And that's how it's um, That's how it's been, isn't it? Absolutely. He's just playing with a bit of freedom, I think, isn't he now? And yeah. Just with a smile on his face. So Yeah. Interesting in that game, I kept hearing from the referee, nothing late, nothing late when the kicker was, was mm. kicking. Yeah. I've never really heard that before. But he no. continuously gave the instruction to the defending team, nothing late. Trying to protect kickers, aren't they? I think. Yeah. But it, it, I just don't want them the good, referee to do, good, to be honest. Yeah, but, good yeah. communication yeah. from the referee. Yeah. Um, but like you say, dead rubber game in the end, both make. Well, the Knights already making the eight and resting yeah. players, but nice to see Alex Glenn and the MILF being shown out the door with a win. Yeah, absolutely. Talking of dead rubbers. Tigers nil, dogs, Bulldogs 38. Tigers have been bad, and they've been bad for a long time, but... Rumours are abound that Michael Maguire Well, they've uh, started an inquest, haven't they? Like an internal inquest, sort of like an end-of-season review they're trying to play it off as, but basically they're looking into... I can't see him being there next year. Well, that's what I say. I was going to ask you that. Will he be coach next year? No. Well, no. Apparently, I, I've heard... Uh, I heard on, I can't remember where I heard it, but they've obviously gone and asked the players. They were asking players what they're happy with, what they're unhappy with. And the big thing coming back from the the unhappy section was that they were unhappy with the defensive structure and the way that there was sort of like a, a lack of defensive coaching. Right. Which is obviously true because they've just conceded 38 points to probably the worst NRL team of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Always a danger asking asking players that are not in the team what they're unhappy with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they also said that they were saying goodbye to five players, definitely. I can't remember the names of them, but Moses Mbai was one. Mm. Um, and the one that they was, people were saying, Willie won't he, um, was uh, EJ Leilua. Okay. And he's now on that list and he's going. He's going as well. Yeah. Did but you the, see- thing, the thing that I have with the Tigers is, I know that they've not been the worst team this year, but for me, they look the least likely to attract players. But apparently, they have more memberships yeah. than any other Sydney team. Right. I mean... They always think they're the biggest team. Yeah. If they were doing well, yeah, 
They would be the biggest team in, in Sydney. Yeah. Which might be true. Probably is true. But for me, they look the least likely out of that, that bottom eight. If I was a player, that looks the least attractive to me. Yeah. I mean, Luke Brooks, 11 seasons he's been at there. Mm. No finals. No. I mean, is he is he part of the problem? They had so many. Looks like it. They had so many halfback combinations. Yeah, but he was always one of the halfbacks. Didn't even drop Luke Brooks to see if he was part of the problem. Of the problem. Did you see the sim bidding in this game? Uh, which one it was, was this? It was the second row, and I can't remember his name. Oh the yes, yes. The tw- it was the, the number twelve. It was Le- Luciana Leilua. That's right. And he sent he sim bid him, and he won't go off. No, he wanted the captain to. He come wanted over, Luke didn't Brooks he? to come over. In yeah. the end, the referee goes, "I'll talk to him." When you're gone. That's right. And he called him over and went, Luke, I'll talk to you, but I'm only talking to you when he's gone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was quite funny. Fast forward 12 months. Hmm? Are the Tigers the wooden spooners at the NRL next season? Oh, um, If it's not them, it's the Dragons. I think I, I think the Dragons have still got an attraction to them with the young players that they've got coming through. If they bring in one or two, I, th- I think they could definitely make the eight next season. Cowboys? They're in a bit of trouble, I think. Mm. But I, yeah, but I, I, I know what you mean. I'm, I'm struggling, and with the signings the Bulldogs have made, I'm struggling to see something else. Yeah, yeah. and I know mm. the Tigers have signed Hastings and Gildart. They've no go in the pack, though. They've no leaders. No. No. And I can honestly see Oliver Gildart being back home in 12 months. Yeah. And I'm not sure that'll be through any fault of his own. I just think the Tigers are in that yeah. bad of a place. I think he might become a bit of a scapegoat. Yeah. And I hope that's not true. And I hope he does well, obviously. But Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Eels resting players this week because they were already assured in the playoffs. Eels mm. 6, uh, Penrith Panthers 40. Yeah. I mean, full strength Panthers, and yet it was only twelve six at half time. The future looks pretty good for the Eels with the young, mm. the young Eels that they had. Um, is is resting? If you're Brad Arthur, mm. would you have rested players? Was resting players a good move for the Eels? Because they haven't been in the best of forms. No, they have. They had a good win. Um, the week before, didn't they, against the Storm? So do you keep that momentum rolling into mm. the playoffs? I think it's a... I, know, I, I always think it's a lose-lose for a coach in that situation. Yeah. You you play a full team, you pick up an injury or two, or a suspension or whatever, and then people go, well, why didn't you leave them out? Because we're all we're, we're still going to finish sixth. Yeah. So why, do you leave, why don't you leave them out? Mm-hmm. But then you lose, and people go... Oh well, we should have played. We should have played a full team and got some momentum. Yeah. And I, I, Ta- time will tell on weekend when they play the Knights. I, th- I think the best thing to do is to go to those players like Gutherson, like Moses, Dylan Brown, um, Regan Campbell, Gillard. Do you need a week off? Hmm. Will that help you win us that first, that first game first of playoff? playoff? Game, yeah. And if they turn around and say, yeah. I'm carrying a bit of a niggle. That's what you need to do. And to be like fair, that. that's probably what, what he done. has done. Yeah. 
But you don't hear about that. No, you don't. No, you don't. Um, best bit in this game was when the Panthers scored from a set move from a scrum. And they had the scrum, and then they had two on that side, two on the right, two in the middle, and two on the left. Yeah. They had a 2-2-2 two, two, two formation from the scrum. <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah. And then this, I think they scored up the middle. They just, uh, I think I think it was Jerome Luai that went to the left. Mm. And then pass it was a great little move. Yeah, there's been a lot. Two, two, two. It's it been a really, really good rule change. That where do you want your scrum? Left, middle, right. Well, they put it in the middle. A lot of teams yeah. are putting it in the middle, yeah. but it's 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 come up with some great attacking so rugby league set, moves. They can have some set plays. Yeah, I haven't seen that before, and I thought it was no. It's like good. A... It's come up with some really good ones, but no changes. I think the Panthers had to win by 112 points or something to win the premiership. So they're never going to do it. So. For them, I think just keeping that momentum going. They've gone the other way to the Eels, haven't they? And just want to keep that momentum rolling. Yeah, that's right. Um, two, two more games. Yeah. Um, one that is keeping the momentum going, the Rabbitohs. Only just, though, they were 20-0 up against the Dragons and, yet they and re- ended up winning 2016. Rested everybody. Yeah. Rested everybody. The baby bunnies for the win. Yeah. Um, Like you say, 20-0 up and then um, a Catalan... Esque, last ten minutes from the, the dragons from the other dragons. Yeah, I mean, I know they didn't come up with the win, but you know, three tries in in ten minutes or whatever it was, and and then some really nice scenes at the end of the game because it was Matt check checking's last game, wasn't the referee? The referee, yeah. And the, the the players give him a a guard of honor at that's the end. Nice. He's walking off, yeah. But and that's nice. That's respect, isn't it? Just seems an an odd time to do it because for me, he's he's one of the best referees and should definitely have a. A playoff, playoff game, game next week. Yeah, you think he'd wait to the end of the season, unless he's been up. told you you're not having a playoff game. Well, it sounds like it to me. Yeah, I agree. Otherwise, why would you do it now? Yeah, yeah, do it now. Yeah. Um, but um, my wet paper towel defense of the week award goes to the Dragons. Does it? Yeah. Did you see the tries? They like so the first one. They kick it through, and then the winger is it uh, Ravalawa? Yeah. Right. Juggles it. And then juggles it again. <laughs> but when he juggles it again, he actually puts it in goal and they just dive on it. Yeah. And then the second try... This was embarrassing, this one. Benji Marshall puts a kick up. Yeah. Two dragons crash into each other. <laughs> they, they proper walloped into each other, didn't they? <laughs> and the bunnies put the ball up and go in again. Yeah. I'm like, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, That's terrible. No, you're right. So they've won the wet paper towel defence. It wasn't so much letting them in. It was, it was the manner of letting the tries in for the, the, the wet paper towel defence, because that was shocking. <laughs> that was proper under-8s defending, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, Tyrell Sloan looking really good and really quick and all, really handful for the Dragons. Yeah, the young I like fullback. him. The, the fullback is the, the, the money position now, isn't it? Yeah. Is he the one that's eligible for Great Britain? Uh, I don't know. I might, I I might have that. just made that up. I haven't heard that. I might have made that up then. But um, it is the proper glory position now, isn't it? It is now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is now. Uh, and, and last game, Cowboys 18, Manly 46. Right. I'm going to say, this was one of the best games of rugby league I have ever, ever seen. Mainly from one side. But it was fantastic. It was like stupid tries galore. It was brilliant. Tom Trevojevic, fifth hat-trick for the season. As, he's on a, he's on a different mentioned level. mentioned in his stats. He's on a different level to any other rugby league player at the minute. I mean, they keep comparing it to Jared Hayne of 09 
and Ben Barber of 2012. Yeah. But, I mean, he's played 15 games this season and he is a clear Dalian winner. Yeah. I think that just says everything. One try, he beat nine players. Literally nine players. It's not even a, a joke. Going, going across, the, across the field? Yeah. Yeah, the, the Cherry Evans, uh, Tommy Turbo to whichever winger you want, link up he, is phenomenal. He's also looking good, and I wonder if Turbo Tom making Cherry Evans look even better. Possibly. Because he is know, looking good kind of players moment, can yeah. do that, can't they? But Cherry Evans yeah. is excellent for Manly. What, what about the um, chase back from uh, Jason Saab? Yeah, not the first one where, no, he, missed where he missed him. <laughs> what about the second one? Where he made up about 30 yards or something yeah. to catch him, yeah. So there's a race. Yeah. And you have to put all your money on one player to win it. Yeah. Jason Saab or the Fox. Depends how long it's over. 100 metres. Jason Saab. Yeah, I think I would as well. I think over 30 or mm. 40, I go with the Fox. Over a longer distance sprint, I'll go with Saab. Yeah, go with about seventy. That's a that's a seventy meter race would be good, I reckon. Yeah, there's a couple of others I wouldn't uh, rule out of that. Coates, yeah, um, even Trevojevic, yeah, maybe Johnson, mm, possibly, yeah. But I think you're right. They're they're the two. They're the two. They're, aren't they're, they're the two. They? They're the two. Um, but yeah, and how good was. Jake Dubrovich's second try with the, the second row, I forget his name, but it looked miles out of play and he managed to jump and flick it back and Jake oh, Dubrovich um, just landed on it. Uh, Oli Owaha. Yeah. Oli Owaha. Well, um, specific this, island. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oli Owaha, I think it was, yeah. it was called. But yeah, he knocked it back. He was, about, he was about three yards off the pitch, wasn't he? Yeah. And then we've got to talk about the last try. He went 110 meters. He almost he was he was an inch off going uh, dead. That was Ruben Garrick, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, of going dead. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't just run dead. To be quite honest, I have with no you. idea why they played on, but what a try! Because he, he came out with it, but the hoop were pretty much gone. Yeah. Um, and then he then got to about the 20 or 30, didn't he? Yeah. And then he he bust a couple of tackles and he laid it off. It was Cherry Evans. It went to Cherry Evans, who, who had some like tremendous burst of speed down the wing. <laughs> yeah. And then kicked it forward and it like and again, well, you knew he was gonna be there. Yeah. And uh Chibayevich was there just to fall on it and put it over. Yep. Um with that video that was that's doing the rounds about the, the, the people who'd won six grand. They had under forty six points, I think. Something like they? that, under fifty, under fifty eight. Uh, sorry, it was. fifty. Yeah, fifty six. Something 58, like that. And they were bang, and they, they showed him in the living room, jumping up and down, cheering because Garrick had won the race. Well, it, yeah, because it looked like uh, Granville might have got there to yeah. score, but Garrick won it. So, they so they're all going up and mad. We've done it. We've won six grand, and then he comes out, and they all turn round and go, point, start pointing at the telly, mm. and then all the is, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just liked the caption that I saw it on. It's like, this is why everyone hates Manly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, brilliant, absolute classic. Phenomenal. Just before we wrap up the NRL, um, I, we don't normally do this, but we've got, so, there are some games this week because it's the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and the, the big two, I suppose, which is winner takes all, losers out, Roosters against the Titans. Yeah. Where's your money? Roosters. And Eels against the Knights. 
Eels. And then there's top four, and the losers now don't they don't get knocked out. They get another they get week, a don't, they? Bite, yeah. don't they? Yeah. And the wins get a week off now, don't they? Yeah. So, which is the Storm against the Sea Eagles. That'll be a, a really good game. That could go either way. Yeah. And the which way is it going though? Well, Munster's coming back from injury. There's no Fox. Um, okay. There's somebody else coming back. I'm going to say Sea Eagles. Okay. And the Panthers against the Rabbits. Panthers. Adam twice this season. Pulled the pants down both times, really. Okay. And then, finally, Super League. Um, some uh, intro- I think the big game this week is Hull KR versus Castleford. Yeah, that's that could determine... Well, both teams. The playoffs. Hull KR need season. to win. If Hull KR don't win, I yep. think you can pencil uh, Cass in that sixth place. Yep. And uh, I think both the Hull side then will miss out. So Hull KR need to win. Yeah. Um, Liam Wakefield. Uh, Willie I mean, Poaching, we've mentioned, going for five out of six wins. It, well, it will be five out of six wins. Catalan versus Huddersfield. Will Catalan rest a few after they've secured... No, I don't think they will. I no. think they'll probably rest. Oh well, I think they'll. They might not rest anybody over these next two weeks because they get a week off. I think, don't they, before their first playoff game? So maybe think, they'll rest, play rest. I don't know. I think teams are less likely to rest because they've had games called off for COVID. Yeah, I, I no, I can't see them resting any players now. Okay. Um, and you're going for a Catalan win there? Yeah. Okay. Warrington Salford. Uh, Warrington. Hull Wigan. The season's been that funny. That could go either way. And Hull could still yeah, still be in with a shout. I know Wigan are uh, probably playing a little bit better, so we'll go with Wigan, I think. Okay. And that's the end of Hull season? Yeah. And Saints leads? I think Saints will bounce back quite emphatically. So, Saints. Brilliant. I think that just about does it, doesn't it? It certainly does. Got a couple, just a, just two things. Um, one in conjunction with our good friends on Twitter six again. Uh, we are doing some awards, aren't we? We are. Uh, if you look at the polls on six again, we retweet stuff. Uh, a lot of them are tongue in cheek. Some of them are serious. Um, please cast your votes, make your comments, etc., etc. And we're going to do uh, at least one special show. Uh, in a few weeks, aren't we? That's going to be exclusively uh, give all the winners out for the end of season awards between ourselves and six again. Yes. Looking forward to that because that should be a, a comedy road show. It certainly will be a good episode. That. Yeah. So please just, just uh, have a look on Twitter. Follow us at Loose Forward Pod. Yep. And cast, so, your, uh, cast your votes. Yep. Same on Facebook. And. Next week, I'm hoping next week, we've got a real coup next week, uh, when we'll be joined, hopefully, uh, by the uh, the Daily Mirror Rugby League correspondent, Gareth Walker. Yes. Um, I love reading Gareth's pieces. They're uh, thoughtful, insightful, um, honest. Uh, and Gareth will be giving his, on, his thoughts on uh, the playoffs coming and the state of rugby league and uh, all, all, things, all things to do with the game from uh, one of the most respected... Uh, journalists in the game. Yes. So that's, uh, that's fantastic news, I think. Looking forward to talking uh, a bit of playoff talk with him, I think. Exactly. Yeah. So, is that it? That it. So, been good tonight? Yes. 
Thank um, you as always. Yeah, so wherever you are watching, enjoy your rugby league. And we will see you next week. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Thank you.